Hello ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today, before we begin the Minor Prophets, the group of the last 12 small books of the Old Testament, I want to do a quick review of the major prophets. And before we do that, I'd like to sing the two verses of the Old Testament books of the Bible, starting with the major prophets and then going into the last verse of the minor prophets so you can hear how it goes. So here we go. Mm, let us sing the major prophets, major prophets, major prophets. Let us sing the major prophets, the greatest of them all. Isaiah, Jeremiah, who wrote Lamentations, Ezekiel and Daniel, who were true to their God. Let us sing the minor prophets, minor prophets, minor prophets. Let us sing the minor prophets. There are twelve of them all. Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. The plus about learning that last verse is that it makes it easy to memorize them. When I hear the name of the book, I know it's a minor prophet. The downside is that most of the time, I need to sing the whole verse in order to find the one book that I'm looking for. Well, today we are going to do a review of the major prophets. So let's go back to them. So, what do you remember about Isaiah? He was a pre-exilic prophet to the southern kingdom, Judah. He prayed with King Hezekiah and their prayers kept the Assyrians from overtaking Jerusalem like they had done the northern tribes of Israel. Dr. Betts said the key word was salvation and that is because Judah was saved this time. We see the phrase, the Holy One of Israel, mentioned about 40 times, and the phrase, in that day or on that day, as well as, whoa, used a lot. There are four suffering servant songs, which refer mainly to Jesus, and Jesus himself quotes Isaiah 61 when he talks at his home synagogue and says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And this passage is fulfilled in your hearing. This is found in Luke chapter 4. Jesus also quoted Isaiah chapter 56 verse 7 when he cleaned out the temple and said, My house shall be a house of prayer for all nations. This is found in Matthew 21 verse 13, Mark chapter 11 verse 17, and Luke chapter 19 verse 46. We also find in the New Testament in Acts chapter 8 that Philip explains Isaiah chapter 53 when talking to the Ethiopian eunuch and explained that Jesus fulfilled these scriptures and the eunuch believed and was baptized. So, when I say Jeremiah, what comes to mind? Dr. Betz's key phrase is Judah's last hour. It is through Jeremiah's time that Jerusalem gets taken into exile by Babylon. 
so he is an exilic prophet. In this book, we see the potter and the clay, the nations judged, the spiritual leaders say, peace, peace, when there is no peace. And the Lord will give a new heart and put his law into it. Baruch, Jeremiah's scribe, wrote down his words and the king burned it. So the Lord told Jeremiah to do it again. We also learn that Daniel read the book of Jeremiah when he was in Babylon, especially chapter 29, verses 10 through 14, saying that the exile would be 70 years long. We see that in Daniel chapter 9. Jeremiah 31, 15 is quoted in Matthew 2, 18, which says, A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be comforted because they were no more. This verse is in reference to Judah being destroyed, but it also refers to Herod killing all the boys to and under in and around Bethlehem because the king of the Jews had been born. Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet, which leads us to the book of Lamentations. And the key word for that is Lamentations, songs of lament or sorrow. Lamentations are five songs of sorrow. Chapter one, she has no comfort. Chapter two, in the day of his anger, and there's lots of tears and weeping. Chapter three, perhaps there is hope. Why? Because of his abundant loving kindness and great is thy faithfulness. Chapter four, God's anger is now satisfied. And the final song, chapter five, starts with remember and then asks the Lord, why and how long? What do you know about Ezekiel? He was trained to be a priest, but was taken into exile to Babylon during the second group of exiles with King Jehoiakim. So he's an exilic prophet. Dr. Bet says the key phrase is restoration of Israel. The Lord referenced Ezekiel as the son of man, and that is used over 40 times. He is called to be a watchman for the people. Another phrase that is used throughout the book is a form of, and they will know that I am the Lord. We see an emphasis on individual responsibility for our actions. And the Lord says a couple of times, I do not take pleasure in the death of the wicked. The nations are judged because of their actions against Judah. The Lord said in chapter 36, verse 9, I am for you. And I will turn to you. And we also see the Lord will turn their hearts of stone into hearts of flesh because the Lord is making a new covenant. Ezekiel also has visions. In chapter 37, his most familiar vision is the valley of dry bones. But he also saw three visions of the Lord in the temple. There is a clear distinction between the holy and the profane. The last picture of the temple has a river running from it with trees on both sides for healing. And Revelation chapter 22 has a similar vision. And there the healing is for the nations. 
One thing Dr. Betts said is that Ezekiel, who was trained to be a priest, was the perfect instrument for these visions of seeing the temple and understanding what these visions mean. One thing I forgot to mention in the lesson of Ezekiel is the very last line of the book gives the name of the city, and from that day on it shall be, The Lord is there. The last major prophet is Daniel, who was taken to Babylon in the first exile. Dr. Betts said the key words for Daniel are God's plan for Israel. I bet you remember a lot of the great stories found in Daniel. There's Daniel in the lion's den, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, and the fingers of God writing on the king's wall, numbered, numbered, weighed, and divided, which meant that Babylon would be taken over by the Persians and the Medes. There were also visions that Daniel was able to explain, such as the dream of King Nebuchadnezzar of the statue that was crushed by a stone. There were many visions that the angel of the Lord interpreted for Daniel. Most of these explained how Babylon would fall to the Persians and the Medes. They would fall to the Greeks and they would fall to the Romans. One point that was clear in Daniel was the Lord, the God of heaven, raised up and brought down both times and kings. And there would come during the time of the Romans a new king with an everlasting kingdom. And we know that is the Lord Jesus. Jesus made reference to himself as that king to the Sanhedrin or the religious leaders of his day when he said that he was the son of man that would come in the clouds of heaven in Matthew chapter 26 verses 63 and 64. That reference Daniel chapter 7 verses 13 and 14. Daniel was so moved by the visions that many times he prayed, gave thanks, fasted, cried out. He read the book of Jeremiah and realized that the exile would last 70 years and that that time was coming to a close. And this time he prayed a prayer of repentance for his people. The angel Gabriel brought the answer that Jerusalem would be restored until the Messiah, the Prince comes. Then after that, the city and the temple would be destroyed again. Jesus references Daniel in Matthew chapter 24 verse 15 and calls him a prophet and he warned the Jews to be on the watch for when the abomination of desolation comes. They were to be ready to flee Jerusalem. This shows us that at Jesus' time not all of Daniel's prophecies had been fulfilled. At the end of the book Daniel had visions that worried him. But he was not given an answer. He was to go his way to the end. Then he'd enter into rest and rise again for his allotted portion at the end of the age. Now to sum them up even more. Isaiah, salvation because Jerusalem is spared from Assyria. Jeremiah, Judah's last hour because Jerusalem is destroyed by Babylon. Lamentations. Lamentations or the cry of sorrow because Jerusalem is destroyed. Ezekiel. Restoration of Israel because while in exile at Babylon, 
He had visions of the dry bones rising again and Daniel, God's plan for Israel. Because while in exile at Babylon, he too sees God at work with the rise and fall of kingdoms. And even though the future will be hard, the God of heaven has a plan. Ladies, that plan includes you. The story's not done yet. We are still waiting for that everlasting kingdom of David when the Lord Jesus will come in his glory, when he comes in the clouds. The writer of Hebrews quotes Psalm 8, a psalm of David, and said, What is man that you remember him? Or the son of man that you are concerned about him? You have made him a little while lower than the angels and have crowned him with glory and honor and have appointed him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. Then the writer of Hebrews continues, For in subjecting all things to him, he left nothing that is not subject to him. But now... We do not yet see all things subjected to him, but we do see him who was made for a little while lower than the angels, namely Jesus, because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him for whom are all things and through whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to perfect the author of their salvation through suffering. For both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one father for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren. This is called the now and not yet. Yes, Jesus is on his throne. Yes, he overcame death. Yes, he is victorious. But sometimes it doesn't look like it, just like when Jerusalem fell to Babylon. The question is, not is the world doing, but what about you and what about me? The author of our salvation is writing the story. And as long as we have today, as long as we have breath, we are in the story. We are in the process of sanctification, of being made holy. We have a part to play. Are we submitting to the Lordship of Jesus in our life today? Or are we going our own way? Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart like so many did in the story of the prophets. Instead, let's be like the prophets who were faithful in the tough times, through the exile, through persecution. Let's pray. Let us give thanks. Let us mourn. Let us cry out to the Lord. And let us go his way to the end so that we can enter into his rest and rise again for our allotted portion at the end of the age. Until next time, and thank you so much for listening.